everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to bring you another interview with one of our Hallmark writers. We love talking with the writers. And uh, today we're talking with uh, screenwriter Rick Garman. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Rick, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it, you including me. Yeah. So what we like to do with all of our guests is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to be, uh, become a writer. Well, I, I've got sort of a strange, long story, but I'll make it as short as, short as I can. I, uh, I moved to California when I was young uh, to be an actor. I went to acting school and uh, graduated and went on one audition and said, yep, nope, uh, that's not for me. <laughs> Uh, immediately knew that was the wrong choice. Uh, so I started writing. I was working for a theater at the time uh, in Los Angeles, a, a stage theater. I had been in plays, so I thought with a great deal of hubris that I could write a play. Why not? I've been in plays. I've said lines in plays, so why uh -huh. not? Uh, I wrote the play, wrote a play, and the theater wound up doing it, and it got produced in small theaters around the country. I wrote another play that the theater did, and uh, it won a bunch of awards, which are Oh. Mainly just things that I have to dust now. But then nothing ever went any further than that. I, I always had a job job. You know, I, I worked in the entertainment industry for a long time. I worked in the internet industry for a long time. Uh, but I kept writing. I loved writing. It was like a release. It was like therapy. In the 2000s, I had a, a TV show that was almost bought uh, by one of the major networks. Uh, but then that didn't happen. And it all just sort of went away. And I kept working on these job jobs. Um, I was working, uh, again, in the internet world, running big teams of producers and, and engineers. And then uh, through a friend of a friend of a friend, I stumbled into this world of writing TV movies. And I wrote one for a channel called Pixel. And they really liked it. And they had me write several additional ones for them. And then I, that got me into Hallmark. And since then, it's been uh, mostly Hallmark yeah. uh, almost all the time. That's so, amazing. That's uh, so amazing. I, it, at, at 50 years old, I was able to quit my day job and be a writer full time for the first time. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Uh, so how did you know that you were so sure that acting, what was the, uh, the big uh, I don't know, decider that you knew, this is not for me, you know, your addition. It's really interesting. Uh, a lot of the reason why people go into creative arts is to work out things. <laughs> Let's put yeah. it that way. You know, it's, it's, it's people who are searching for something and they're searching for a creative outlet. And it might not always be the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sorry, I'm a writer. Maybe, that, maybe really the important. most humble position? Yes. Maybe? Well, no, that, that, that they don't always have the highest opinion of themselves. Oh, okay. And, and, yeah. You know, they're a little insecure. Yes. And, 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 but then they're looking for these creative outlets and they put themselves in front of people where it's just people judging you. <laughs> it's people pointing right. at you and pointing out your flaws and, and it doesn't help with the insecurity. So I recognized very, very early on that having people point at me and say, that is bad, uh -huh. um, wasn't going to be good for my <laughs> long-term <laughs> mental health. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So um, do, do you find the, uh, all the edits and everything, is that hard for you when you write? You know, uh, that kind of thing? It, it, it sort of depends on the situation. And I think it's, it's important that I sort of came to this later in my life. So uh -huh. I have a little bit of more maturity to it. Yeah. Um, but with most of the Hallmark movies, I, I love writing them. I, I want them to be the best that they possibly can. I know that people love Hallmark movies and it gives me a great deal of joy to be able to give other people joy through these movies, but they're not my babies. They're not my children. They're not, you know, 
they're not um, things that I, I feel especially protective of. So mm -hmm. when a producer or a director or Hallmark comes back to me with notes and wanting to change things, I, I might have a few moments of, of, of you know, stomping my feet and, and thinking, I don't think we should do that. But then I say, you know what? This is the job. This is, you're always going to have a boss. You're always going to have to do things uh, that you might not agree with. And a lot of times I do, sometimes I don't, but that's part of the job. And so I give myself a few minutes to, to be uh, whiny about it. And then I do it. <laughs> and I remember that I'm very, very lucky to be able to do it. You know, if this were some of my other projects, some of my more personal projects, like the novel series that I have out, um, that's very personal to me. And if somebody came to me wanting me to make a bunch of changes that I might, uh, might fuss a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you've written fiction and also nonfiction I was reading in. in yeah, I have, uh, I've written a lot of nonfiction, mainly about Las Vegas. I'm, a, I'm I've mm -hmm. been a travel writer for a very, very long time, specializing in Las Vegas. Uh, I've written at lost count a dozen, uh, travel guide books and I have a website, uh, all about Vegas for visitors, all about what, uh, Las Vegas. And then I've written, a I have several fiction books. I have a series called the Interitas series. It's a, a young adult supernatural series, sort of would fall in the same vein as Hunger Games, that kind of a, of a thing. Cool. I didn't realize that. That's great. Well, I guess I should ask, how are, uh, how are you handling this crazy time of quarantine? Yeah. Oh, you know, I've, <laughs> I've been joking a lot in it, but it's actually sad, sadly not much of a joke. You know, I'm a writer, I, yeah. I, and I work from home, and I am by myself already. I mean, yeah. that's, that's been my life for the last several years. Um, so this has been like, I don't know what y'all are complaining about. <laughs> this, is like, this is really not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Uh, it just means I can't go to the grocery store as often as I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, it's, I didn't think that it would be hard, because I, like you, work from home. Uh, yep. But I, I have really missed going to the movies. Oh, well, that's, yeah. That's been hard. I yeah. really miss going out with friends and having yeah. a drink or dinner yeah. or whatever. Some, some of that, you know, I like, miss some of that. But I miss my friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I get uh, it. you know, it's the thing that I keep coming back to is having been at home like this because I've been so busy for the last several years yeah. and I'm always working on multiple projects at once. And the way that Hallmark works is very, very tight deadlines. Um, yeah. So there's always a lot of pressure uh, to get things done. And I function very well in those situations. My problem with this new reality is most of the movies that I'm working on that would have been filmed this year probably aren't going to be filmed until next year. Right. And so everybody's like, yeah, take your time. No big deal. Whenever, get it to us when you can. I I'm not good with that because yeah. I, I, there have been a lot more days of, you know what? I just don't feel like it. I'm going to go binge watch Ozark. Right. So... <laughs> I, I don't have that luxury when when uh, the the schedules are a little bit more compressed. Yeah, you don't want the Ozark to get creeping into the Hallmark script. No, 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 no. Much different world. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you because the amount of content that that you make is is incredible. I mean, you had two years where you had seven films uh, yeah, each done, year. I've worked on a total of twenty. I guess 25 movies in the last three and a half years. That's amazing. How, I mean, how do you pull that off? Like do most of the projects, are they, are they requested of you or do you bring them to Hallmark or? Uh, it varies. Or, yeah. It's a bunch of different things. Some of them are my original ideas. 
so the most recent one is it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas with Eric Mabius and Trisha yeah. Help, but that was my original idea. Uh, so several of them have been things that I pitched to them. Uh, some of them are other people's ideas, either people at Hallmark or, for instance, Frozen in Love with Rachel Lee Cook. That was her idea. Uh -huh. um, it was her original story um, that I took and sort of blew out and then wrote. Some of them are books. So Shoe Addicts Christmas, for instance, was based on a novel. Yeah. And then others are scripts that other people have started or have written and they bring to me to uh, finish or rewrite which also happens to me, by the way, some of my scripts have been given to other people to finish and that's about timing or just wanting a fresh mm -hmm. take or whatever. So yeah. it's, it, it comes from all, all over the place. Would you say that in general, you're a pantser or a plotter when you write? Uh, I am, when I'm doing the Hallmark movies, I'm a plotter uh, mm -hmm. it, and, and that's part of the process. So we start with a short treatment, you know, a couple of pages of here's what the story is and, and the overall arc. And then I turn that into a beat by beat outline, you know, scene by scene, here's what every scene's gonna be about, here's what the characters are, here's the location. And Hallmark has to bless that before I then go and sit down and start writing the actual script. And that just, mm -hmm. it just saves everybody a lot of time. Yeah. In my other writing, it, it sort of varies. Uh, the novels are very, the novel series as an example is a seven, seven book series or will be at some point in its life. And I have that pretty much plotted out for seven books and have since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, other things, I just did a little experiment um, on Twitter, actually. Um, I wrote a short story, a nov novelette, I guess, uh -huh. on Twitter. And uh, oh, it was yeah. wound up being 23 chapters long, uh, 23 Twitter, Twitter threads. And that one, I just started writing. Uh -huh. I just wanted the challenge of seeing if where the story would go. And so I just yeah. started writing it and it went in some really interesting places. It was a fun yeah. challenge. So it, it just sort of depends on what the project is and where my head's at. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you about it. it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas because okay. I thought that movie was such a pleasant surprise because it was near the end of the season and you know we'd seen a lot a lot of movies at that point. Yep. And I it was just, it had a silliness about it that you don't see that much anymore in Hallmark. Uh, no. And it made me laugh a lot. And I just, oh, I so enjoyed it. I thought it was, I still have it on my DVR, enjoyed it that much, which is a high compliment if I say that. Thank it. you very much. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really proud of that one and, and happy that Hallmark agreed to make it because yeah. it was different. It was different in a lot of ways than some of the, which is, you know, every movie they do is different because yeah. it's got different characters, different setups and so on and so forth. But there is a certain um, template that they all kind of work from. Yeah. And this one broke some of those barriers because A, you've got the two main characters, they know each other. They've known each other since they were kids as yeah. opposed to most of them they're meeting for the first time. Um, we got to do, Trisha Helfer's character was divorced, which is something you don't see very yeah. often. In the health and, and he was present, like at the end. he was present and yeah. they had a healthy relationship, wow. Loved that. Um, you know, supportive of each other, which was a great thing to be able to, yeah. to be able to write. And the fact that she had a kid that we were able to have a kid in it that was not, you know, an adorable six-year-old who's right. starry-eyed by Christmas, you know, he was a little older. Yeah. And so we got to do some really, really interesting things, I think, in that movie that, that uh, set it apart. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. So. Yeah. 
I loved their two assistants. I would love to see oh, yeah. a movie about them. They yes. were hilarious. I thought they were so funny. And like the, 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 like the espionage, the spying, yes. or like, oh, we're, we're, we're bird watching. And that was really funny, I thought. Yeah. And I loved how there was like a literal line <laughs> separating the two towns, even into the even right. into the bar, separating it. That was funny. And uh, I, I just, I liked, I liked everything about it. I, I thought it was uh, that they, you know, they each had like their different cookies, their different colors, their different, uh, I mean, how did you get the idea to do, uh, to do that, this divided town? It's a strange thing where some of these, uh, sometimes the ideas just land. I, I don't know yeah. where they come from, but, and I, and I hate to admit this, but I'm going to admit it anyway. Going back to my very first TV movie that I did for, for Pixel, uh -huh. the way that they developed movies at the time um, was they would come up with cute titles. And then they would send out those titles to writers and say, what would a movie with this title be about? Uh -huh. And the, first, the one that came to me was Late Bloomer. And so I came up yeah. with an idea of what Late Bloomer would be about. Well, I still do that. I, I go and I find things that would make really good movie titles. And so it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas sounded like it would be a great movie title and i just sat down and i thought what would that movie be about what would that what would that look yeah. like and i thought well it's beginning to look a lot like christmas would be something where you've got people who are trying to make a place look like christmas then the idea from there just went to well it becomes like a competition they're trying to yeah. out christmas each other and then that just led to the led to the story yeah I thought it was really funny. So well done there. It ended thank up you. making my top 10 no. of Christmas. No, uh, thank you. 2019. I, and, I, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so, so you did a couple that were adaptations. Welcome yeah. to Christmas and Shoe Addicts Christmas. Yep. And uh, so what is that like when you have to take someone else's ideas and then apply it to a Hallmark script? Well, it is challenging, I'm not gonna lie, um, especially since a lot of the books that are adapted um, don't neatly fit into the Hallmark universe and or don't necessarily immediately leap off the page as movies. So as an example, Shoe Addicts Christmas, the bulk of that book, 90% of that book, takes place in the department store on Christmas Eve. Right. So it's told over one night with just Charlie, the angel, and Noel, the main character, mm -hmm. just the two of them. And there's, then she sort of goes into these flashbacks when she puts on the shoes. But there's no romance in it. The bulk of the thing takes place inside a department store, and it's in one night. That's really tough to make a movie out of, especially a Hallmark movie where, you know, you want the romance, you want the main characters to be falling in love and to spend time with each other. So we wound up taking a lot of liberties with that story and pulled it out so that the first little bit takes place in the department store, the, the setup, but then the rest of it takes place over the next couple of weeks as they're out in the world. And there's the romance and there's, but it's still stuck to the spirit of the book. Mm -hmm. um, and I tried to Christmas it up as much as possible. So for instance, again, one of the things in, in the book is there's a very classic story about a person who is caught in a flood and a rowboat comes and, uh, and he says, no, I'm waiting for God. God will save me. And then another rowboat comes and then a helicopter comes 
and the man winds up dying and goes to heaven and he says to God, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you two robots and a helicopter. Right. So I took that and I changed that. To, and that's in the book, but it's a very famous sort of proverb. Right. Um, I changed it to Santa in a sleigh. So it's a man caught in, in snow uh, up to his neck and a sleigh comes and then another sleigh comes and God says, I sent you two sleighs and a whatever. Um, yeah. So, so it's just taking the, the building blocks of what's already there and adapting them in ways that uh, feel like Hallmark and feel like Christmas with those particular movies that a lot, most of those were Christmas movies. So. And so did they, they present you that challenge? Did they bring the book to you? Yes. And, so yeah. they bring the book to me and they say, oh, turn this into a movie. <laughs> and I say, <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm, I'm very pleased, uh, you know, again, we, we took a lot of liberties with most of the books that we did, but the interaction that I've had with the authors has been very positive. They've been very, very happy with, with how they wound up. So. Yeah. Well, the most, because I read the, I read both books actually. And the, um, the, the Welcome to Christmas, that's way saucy, <laughs> way more erotic oh, than yes. in, in the book than in, in the, in the movie, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. Shoe, Shoe Addicts Christmas. I thought you did a good job of capturing the snarkiness because it's a pretty funny book, I thought. Yeah. And, uh, and whenever there can be some, humor brought to these these movies i think it really helps sometimes i feel like lately they've been taking themselves a little too seriously uh on some of these movies and it's just like come on this is just a fun this is a fun hallmark movie like and I, uh, <laughs> so in i my, i liked that it, in my regular world in my regular life and in my regular non-hallmark writing i'm i'm a very um sort of snarky and sar sarcastic yeah. human being um and often my first drafts are have a lot more of that than than what the final draft is that I I, yeah. I I push it a little bit uh, every single one and then and then they come back to me and they say okay this is funny but <laughs> and I go I, I know I know I know I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> sand, I'll sand that off it's, we'll it's, keep pushing them it's good it's good because we need it uh especially gene smart was so great uh, in that movie and I, yeah you know when when they came to me uh, when they were casting and they there was another very very famous actress that that uh, i'm not going to say who but that was uh -huh. mentioned as, as being possible for that role and it was somebody that's you know a big name but it was not anybody that i had like a huge connection to uh, mm -hmm. and i and i heard that and went oh well, wow that's that's nice and then they came back and they said, we actually decided to go with um, Gene Smart. I lost my mind because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm of the age where designing women was a thing yeah. to me. And then her work on Fargo, uh, which is so completely different than anything she's yeah. ever done. And then Watchmen this year. I mean, she's that was incredible. after. She's in, insane. She's so good. Yeah. And I got, I got the extreme pleasure of visiting the set. And I had a, another script I was working on. So I would watch a take. And then I would, in the department store set, and then I'd go over and sit on one of the couches that was in the furniture area of this fake department store. Mm -hmm. And I would work. And at one point, fairly early in the day, Jean Smart came up. I had met her the day before. She came over and she said, Mr. Garman. And she sat down next to me and we wound up talking for almost the entire day. And she is exactly who you want her to be. Yeah. She's funny, a little bawdy. She's yeah. smart and just she's just, she's just the best. Yeah, I mean, when you think of her 
in Designing Women and on Frasier and a bunch of other comedic performances. But then also on 24, she was so oh, yeah. good uh, as the uh, vice president's wife. And yeah. did, you, uh, did you see Fargo? I haven't, but I need to. I've she heard she plays good. basically a, a, a mafia boss's wife who winds up taking over the, this sort of mob thing. But in Fargo, it's a Midwestern yeah. family mafia. Right. And she is just pure malevolence. She's just pure evil Amazing. dripping off the screen. And it's just incredible what yeah. she does. See, the woman's got range. Oh, yes. She really does. Yes. Really does. Where was that um, filmed? Uh, Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg, okay. That must have been cool to see the whole set in that that uh, department store and everything. You know, I, I don't get to visit every set just because of sure. logistics and timing and everything. Um, but it still amazes me, you know, that that building was, um, originally it was a train station. It was the primary train station for Winnipeg, and but now is a, a cultural arts center. And that space was just a big empty room. And it still stuns me when I walk in and I see they've taken this big empty room and turned it into a department store. Yeah. I sit there and I go, this is happening because of something that was in my head. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. And I'm still a, I'm still a geek about it. I still enjoy, get joy from it. So. That's so cool. Uh, so then you were involved in the first two Christmas and Evergreen movies. Right. I, uh, I wrote the yeah. first one and then I did the story for the second one. Right. And so they they based those off of a particular artist that they had, right? That did the sort cards. of. I mean, they, they were inspired. They, they, they wanted the the feeling of it to evoke the cards and the art that they that this uh, that this artist did um, with the sort of classic Christmas with the you know the red truck and the tree mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff um, so that was sort of how it started when it came to me it was like a three or four page long story concept yeah mm -hmm. and then I took that and the first one and then I took that and sort of tweaked it and, and went from there mm-hmm yeah they give you a lot of leeway in that one or were they pretty this idea because they're going to want to starting this franchise it was very collaborative you know th there were there were certain things that they wanted to do and certain things they wanted to include that you know i had to make sure that i fit in there but not in a bad way in any mm -hmm. way at all it was yeah. you know they still let me tell the story in the way that i thought was mm -hmm. the best way to tell the story did you get to go to evergreen i did the first one uh, yeah was yeah. that amazing that was pretty amazing um yeah. again you know it was the, when they were shooting the barn scene the the, the festival in the barn it was basically mm -hmm. the end of the movie is when I, the days that I was there. And that one was something really interesting happened on that one, if you don't mind a, a short oh, story. Working on a movie is, we're all very honored. We're all very pleased that we get to play our parts in, in putting together a movie. Um, but one of the things about shooting a movie is that it's very, very long days. It can be 12, 14, 16 hour days. Yeah. And that particular movie set, it was November, it was cold, late October, November, in uh, Vancouver, outside of Vancouver. It was freezing cold. And it had been long days, and, and everybody was everybody was very sweet and everybody nice, and everybody was doing their job. But, you know, you could tell there was a little bit of a, you know, we're all a little tired mm -hmm. uh, at this point. And um, I got an email while I was up there. I Many years ago, I had esophageal cancer, mm -hmm. and through a, a group, uh, the esophage esophageal cancer action network that they do advocacy and awareness about PC through them, a woman found me and sent me an email 
saying that her and her husband, who had EC, when he was going through treatment, they would sit and watch Hallmark movies because mm -hmm. it made them feel better. It yeah. made them happy for a couple of hours. And then after he passed away, she continued to watch Hallmark movies because it reminded her of her husband and it made her feel better. Yeah. I took that email and I showed it, read it to a bunch of the stars, to the producer, to the director, and everybody, without fail, every one of them was like, all right, you're right. This is why we do this. Yeah. And it was such an uplifting uh, reminder of why Hallmark movies, of the power that Hallmark movies have. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you can even see that now in this quarantine that what did people, what did people demand? We want Christmas movies. We want Christmas movies. Yeah, <laughs> Bring back yeah. the Christmas movies. People yeah. are putting up Christmas trees uh, again. Have, yeah. I don't put up Christmas lights at Christmas, but I put up Christmas lights in my window because of the, yeah. the old uh, Christmas and yeah. April Yeah. It's thing. just, it's just comforting and yeah. yeah i i definitely obviously i mean i host a podcast about it i obviously really enjoy it yeah. but i i've i've sensed that too just that there's something uh, uh nostalgic and yeah. that everything's going to be okay <laughs> I, I've, I've always described hallmark movies as comfort food yeah you know it's the, the these are not again i love them to be i want them to be good i want them people to enjoy them but we're not talking about you know, Shakespeare. This is right. fun, light movies where you know nobody's going to die. Right. <laughs> you know they're going to wind up together in the end. You know that even the, you can't see me, but I'm putting air quotes around, even <laughs> the bad guy isn't all that bad. They're just right. misguided. <laughs> um, having two hours where you know that it's going to be okay is, no matter what you think of the world, even before all this, Having a place where you could go for a couple of hours to have that kind of comfort food, I think it's incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. I, I agree, definitely. Um, so yeah, you have done some non-Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. And I, I particularly admired the Perfect Bride sequel because I actually thought it was better than the original. Not that uh -huh. I hated the original, but no, no. I, I, I admired that because typically sequels are a bit of a landmine when it comes to Hallmark because oh, yeah. I, I feel like they don't know kind of what to do next. It's like yep. the couples together. What yep. do we do? And yep. what I thought was nice about Perfect Bride 2 was I felt like, uh, first of all, they got rid of the fiance who she was my problem with the first one. She was just a little too much for me. Sure. Um, but uh, I felt like none of the conflict was I'm giving back the ring, um, we're breaking up, you know, that kind of a thing, which you see in a lot of these sequels. Sure. And uh, this, everything was very like understandable and relatable. And uh, I, I, think, I think it really worked. And I thought you did a very, if people ask me, what's a good Hallmark sequel? I'll usually say that, or just this last Christmas, the Gift to Remember sequel was also yeah. not very good by Toe for Pain. Um, and so was that, what's it like writing non-Christmas? Is it, is it less of a challenge, more of a challenge? And then also particularly doing that sequel, what was that like? So the, the Christmas movies are more of a challenge these days, just because I've written so many of them and there are so many of them. Uh, and there's, you know, there's really only so many different ways you can spend baking Christmas cookies. You know, that, yeah. that scene is in most of them. And, and so trying to find new and fresh ways of, of telling 
those kinds of stories, that's definitely a challenge. Um, with the non-Christmas movies, you get to you know go out in the world and play and have more fun. Uh, you know, whether it's a wedding movie or a spring movie or a a, a winter movie. Um, with Perfect Bride, Wedding Bells, the challenge there, as you said, was was trying to find a way to create a conflict that wasn't a conflict that would break them up. And it's it's really interesting. I think one of the things that helped sell that. Um, was Kevin and Pascal, just right. because they're so good together. Yeah. Um, and and seeing them break up, as an example, is just nothing. Nobody would want to see that. Right. So you you wanted to see the two of them succeed together. Um, they just make sense. So, I'm actually writing another movie with them. It was it was Ooh. just about ready to film before the uh, before the world uh, imploded. Um, so they're just, they're just so strong together and having written the first one and it's, you know, heard it, heard them saying it, um, writing the second one was a breeze just because I, I heard their, I could hear their voices in it and the, with this, with this new one as well. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It would have been a huge downer. Yeah, it's the same thing with, um, I also wrote Valentine in the Vineyard, which was the third Vineyard movie with Rachel Lee Cook and mm -hmm. uh, Brendan Penny. And it was a very similar thing where, you know, this is now the third movie with these two. They're going to get married. How do we throw in conflict that doesn't break them apart? Because everybody were very invested at that point about Frankie uh, and Nate being together. Yeah. So uh, it was a very similar kind of a, of a concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like the All My Heart movies, uh, they, I mean, I, I, I think there's some good things about them, but it was just such a bummer to see them you know break up and she gives them back the ring and you're just like this is depressing right <laughs> this is not what i watch hallmark movies for is right. uh is to see people break up and i don't exactly. know it's an, it's a very fine line that you have to walk it, it's it's less about them breaking up it's more about them having questions which i think anybody who has ever gotten married has those questions am i doing the right thing are we going too fast no matter mm -hmm. you know yeah. no matter what every that's a universal thing i think yes and uh so you know we played with that in wedding bells we played with that a little bit in valentine in the vineyard you know in valentine in the vineyard we also had larry the llama so you know you, you can't lose with larry yeah that's a definite win um so <laughs> so your first movie that you did with hallmark was christmas and homestead correct uh, and that one's a kind of a fan favorite i feel like i think it's a pretty simple it's a simple idea, but I think it's done really well. And I think that, uh, you know, particularly I liked Michael Rady in that movie. I think he yeah. is really likable. Uh, Christmas in Homestead was my first one with Hallmark. And that's the one that I, I sort of learned the Hallmark uh, template, the, the Hallmark blueprint. The first version of it um, was a lot more inside Hollywood, uh, focused a lot more on the production of, of the movie that they're shooting um, and a little bit less on the, the hometown. So it was, it was an interesting experience to see where the, the lines that you need to color in to create a Hallmark movie. And, you know, again, they let me go outside of those lines um, mm -hmm. to a certain degree, but understanding that formula, it was very valuable to be able to, to be able to do that. It's a good one. I enjoy it. Uh, so you, you have a new movie coming out uh, this uh, in June this country at heart, which was originally scheduled for last fall. Correct. And we actually, I actually talked to Jesse uh, last okay. fall before, I think it was in October, I guess. 
um, and about it and then everything got canceled. (laughs) Uh, and so, but this seems like something kind of different for you, uh, about these, uh, about these country artists. Uh, and you know, you have Jesse's, she's a great singer. So that must've been helpful. And yeah, it's the second one that I'm actually, that uh, Jesse's been in that I've written. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So what was that like to write? Um, this was one where they brought, somebody else had written the first draft of the script and they, okay. then they brought it to me. Um, and I think somebody else worked on it after I did. It was, it was, this one was a long, uh, kind of a long process just because it's such a, a different kind of story and then trying to figure out how to work in all the music. And you don't see a lot of movies about, there are a couple, music and lyrics being one, of people writing a song because there's not a lot of activity in writing a song, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's people sitting around strumming chords and trying to come up with lyrics. Right. So trying to find a way where we could make that interesting as a movie was was a challenge. And, 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 it, and it, took, it took a while to be able to get to that, uh, to be able to get to that one. Um, but it was fun. It was, it was different. Again, you know, uh, I, I like anything that's different. I'm not, I'm not, I personally am not a huge country music fan, mm-hmm. um, but uh, anything that, that gets to be uh, different is something that I'm interested mm-hmm. in, you know, something, a different, a different page out of the book. Mm-hmm. And I was, the, the, my only disappointment in it is my mother was a huge country music fan and she was so looking forward to seeing this movie. This was one she really wanted to see. And then she uh, passed away last year. So she, she was not able to be able to see this one, but uh, I don't know if it made it to the final cut because again, somebody else worked on the movie after me, but her mother, Jesse's mother's character's name is Pauline, which was my mother's name. So mm-hmm. hopefully that made it into it. Yeah. I love being able to work little things like that. Into yeah. It. Yeah. Did you uh, work with songwriters or did you write the, the songs or that? I, I, I wrote some placeholder lyrics um, mm-hmm. in, in a few places. And I, I, to be honest with you, I'm, I haven't seen the, final product. So I don't know where that went after mm. me. I, I'm sure that they did not use, I'm sure they didn't use what I wrote. Yeah. Um, they, they had real songwriters who, right. who uh, worked on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I just put in placeholders. That we're, well, definitely I'll be, I mean, I feel like we've been waiting and the anticipation will be so high by the time we see it. <laughs> I, I started working on this one a long time ago, like 2016 or 17. So yeah, mm. this one's been gestating for a long time. Wow. So, all right. Well, we like to end our interviews with some fun questions, silly questions. Okay. All right. All right. First question. What is the best ice cream flavor? Oh, goodness. God, that's a really hard question. Uh, <laughs> ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie. Mm, sounds, that's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Favorite color? Favorite color depends on my mood, but I usually default to purple. That's my favorite too. Very good. Okay. Uh, what music are you into right now? I am into all sorts of music, but I was a DJ in nightclubs for a long time Uh as as one of the many odd jobs that I've had. So I'm a big fan of, of, uh, dance music and Mm. and sort of popular music. There's a new song that just came out today by Alex Newell, who's on, um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. He was in Glee. Uh Uh, and it's this, it's just this fantastic song uh called uh mama told me yeah i think it's mama told me um and it's this sort of uplifting joyous dance song that has a little bit of shades of 90s gospel house music 
and it's 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 just so much fun. It, it's one of those things that you listen to. There's no way you cannot want to move. Huh? I've heard of that. I'll check it out. Uh, all right. What is your go-to date night food? What's a date? <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, Back when you uh, could go out oh, to restaurants. Well, <laughs> even before that, you think that I, I went on a date. Um, um, uh, remember, writer, sit alone at home by myself in front of the computer. Your dream um, when would, date. Um, when, when I would go out with friend dates. How, okay. How's that? That's, um, that's good. Uh, usually, usually Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a big, big fan of the pasta. Yeah. The only thing that can be tricky about Italian is it can be kind of messy. Yes. We well, again, I, just... I, I, dating is not a, a thing. So. Um, all right. Very good. What would be your dream date activity to do, to go to? Ah, uh, goodness. Um, I have pretty simple tastes. I like going to shows. Um, yeah. The last date that I went on, which actually was not too long before the world imploded. Um, they do this great thing here in Los Angeles at the Standard Hotel. It's called Standards at the Standard, uh-huh. where they have um, artists, uh, singers come in and sort of reinterpret popular songs as sort of jazzy standards. And I saw Shoshana oh. Bean, from, who was most famous from Wicked, uh-huh. in this little tiny room with like 30 people. And it was stunning. Uh-huh. But that was a, 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 that's the kind of thing that I like, you know, something yeah. small, intimate, simple. Um, some good cocktails, some good entertainment, good company. Yeah. Someday we'll be back. We'll be yes. back there. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, very good. Okay. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Sorry. Wait, I need to correct that. <laughs> Again, it's the writer in me. I'm dogs in theory, but probably cats in practice, which uh. is, I love dogs more than I love cats, but dogs demand a lot of attention. Right. And, you know, I have a hard time keeping myself alive, much less any other thing in my life. Yeah. So, so, you know, dogs are, are a little bit more needy than, than I'm usually able to put up with in practice. So yeah. dogs in theory, cats in practice, probably. Yeah. Okay. Beaches or mountains? Mountains. Okay. Uh, suit and tie or sweats? Definitely sweats. Again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. sitting writer sit behind my computer never have to go out of the house oh so was your favorite holiday to celebrate probably either uh, probably new year's oh new year's okay yeah. yeah very good all right uh and last question you can pick one of your own what is your favorite hallmark movie yeah, that's like choosing from that's you know <laughs> Sophie's choice thing, but I I will probably go back to Shoe Addicts Christmas. It's mm. it was different. It was hopeful. It was still romantic and fun, and it had Jean Smart. So yeah. you know I think that's probably probably my favorite. Great. Well, thank you so much for writing so many amazing movies. Thank and you. And we'll be excited to watch this new one, and hopefully things can get back together sometime so we can get I, more more new movies <laughs> i there, there i've got uh, i'm currently working on seven of them six or seven of them oh all gosh. of which are now probably for 2021 including a new mystery one for hallmark movies and mysteries um oh wow so uh we can talk again when the world comes back together yes. <laughs> some of those other ones we will is that in, like a whole new pilot yeah, yeah, it's a new series. Hopefully, hopefully, will be a new series. I mean, they're just doing one. It's another yeah. one that was, it was ready to film. Oh, it's man. it's called the the Destination Mysteries. It's about a travel writer again because I did travel writing, who oh. stumbles into murders in in fantastic places. The first one was going to film in Malta, which is an island just off the coast of Italy. Uh-huh. For those who don't know, I didn't know exactly where Malta was. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's 
one movie, but we're hoping that it'll be successful and they'll want to do more and we'll be able to go to more fantastic places and oh, man. write these stories. So that sounds but it was, good. It was, it was a bad time to come up with uh, a, a movie series that takes place in far-flung locations around the world. Right. <laughs> well. well, yes, we'll definitely have you back for sure. And do you have social media that you'd like to share? Sure. Uh, Twitter, I'm at Rick Garman, Inc. And that's I-N-K, not I-N-C. So Inc. as in writing, Rick Garman, Inc. Uh, Facebook, you can also find me at Rick Garman, Inc. Uh, or online, I have a website, rickgarman.com. Great. Well, we'll put all that in the description section. We will definitely follow you. Hopefully we get more Twitter stories. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> That would be great. And uh, so thanks again. This was really fun. Uh, we've been wanting to have, you've been somebody, because we love talking with the writers and uh, somebody I've been wanting to have for quite some time. So uh, I'm really glad this was able to work out and, uh, and good luck with all of, all of these projects for- Thank you. you know. and, and thank you for, for uh, having me on. I, I, I really, I still struggle with the idea that anybody wants to know anything <laughs> about what I do. So, um, <laughs> Uh, so I really appreciate it. It, it, make, it, it's, uh, it makes me feel good. Oh, good. All right. Well, uh, let us know if you're listening, what you think about all the different movies we talked about and everything. Uh, and we'd love that in the comments or on Twitter. And that'd be great. And thanks again. And we will definitely talk again. Talk again, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> thank you. Bye, okay, everybody. Bye. We'd like to thank Rick for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun to get to talk with him and let us know your thoughts on all the different films that we talked about and, uh, and writing in general and just anything uh, that you have to say uh, in the comment section or on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We so much appreciate that. And we also have our patron group, which we are beyond grateful for our patrons. We try to give you early access to interviews and other fun stuff. And we have giveaways and it's definitely trying to make it worth your while. And uh, we sure appreciate it. And we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs that you will love. So check that all out. And thanks again to Rick. And we will talk to you all later. Bye everyone.